0: Hello, and welcome to Ono oh, No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so huge. Don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And
0: I'm Ross Blotcher. And uh, what are we talking about today?
1: We're back at Ekin
0: Oh, yes. We're in Minnesota. Yes. The spring 2019 seminar.
1: Not as we record this. No. But in the story. In in the storyline.
0: As soul, we are still there. (laughs) Yes.
1: I will always be there.
0: My light as soul. So, yeah, last time we left you, we were still there on Good Friday, Mm -hmm. April 19th. Mm -hmm. we were still both exhausted and you had left to go back to the Airbnb but I said well I gotta at least check out your role in The Destiny of Car.
1: Oh, yeah. What's my role?
0: For ages 18 to 40 only.
1: Okay, and you're 36.
0: Right. Cutting it close. Really close. And so I walked over there and I thought, well, I'm kind of curious just to see what does the next generation of Ekincar look like? Most people here are on the older side. Okay. There's some young people around, but mm-hmm. what happens if you get them all together at once? Yeah. And so, yeah. You I,
1: just start making a rave.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to start making noises that were going to approximate a rave. I was gonna be like I was like, Where where did that come from? That's not right. What a great rave it would be though.
1: <laughs> Into the circus. Where
0: did that come from? Anyway, so I yeah, came to the door and there were uh, two women standing like sphinxes at the front.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a rave that's yeah, a rave That's yeah. right a rave according to an evangelical Christian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah right you can take the boy out of church so okay. these two ladies uh, looked at me and they said um, well this event is just for people 18 to 40
1: <laughs> and you were like, oh, I'm 18, don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I'm double that age, but I'm still within your range. Yes, yeah, so I said, I'm 36. they're like, oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> they, they gave me a little puzzle piece. Okay. Like maybe roughly the size of a quarter of a, a postcard or something. Okay. So I took that in with me into the room. And I'd say, all told, once everybody got in there, there were maybe... 30 people in there.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So a little side conference room at the end of a long hallway. The first goal was to meet up with other people and look at their puzzle pieces that they'd been given because you're supposed to form a little four-piece postcard that had a picture on one side and Ah. they were all... Just kind of the lovely scenes you would expect. Uh, it was either a photo of the temple, I think ours was a photo of the temple, or it was like a nature scene, something okay. like that. But so it
1: makes you socialize. Exactly, okay. they got it all
0: figured out. We put ours together, and then when you flip over the image on the back, you get a quote.
1: Okay, and here's a picture of yours.
0: You do what gives you the chance for the most spiritual growth and personal fulfillment. That is... Is what it is like to be a co worker with God. Guess who said that?
1: Tree Harold Clump. How did you know? Yeah. Well, he visits me.
0: Okay. You have a personal in the relationship. Spirit
1: realm. Mm-hmm. Well, he mm-hmm. wrote that
0: in Truth Has No Secrets, page 24. Hmm. It's a good page, that 24. Truth
1: Has No Secrets.
0: Carrie is processing that statement. <laughs> Trying
1: to decide if that means anything to
0: Yeah, me. I let that one get past me. I mean, it sounds good.
1: Yeah, truth has no secrets. Does truth I mean, have secrets? Okay, uh, maybe it's like truth should have no secrets. Like there's nothing we should be, as long as it's true, like don't be afraid of sharing it. Maybe I'm listening
0: to the Mueller report right now and much of it is redacted.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's
0: free on Audible, everybody. Go get the Mueller report. Okay. When you're done listening to this podcast, you've I, got 19 hours worth of listening.
1: I have, oh, that's how long it is? Yeah, even redacted. Giso. Wow. I have the paper copy, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Our book club is going to read it in a couple months. Oh, well, all right. I'm excited about this.
1: Well, you really like political books?
0: <laughs> They're my favorite. <laughs> this is a long-standing joke between Carrie and I. Early on we were in the book club together and Carrie would mention something about, I don't know, some political book and I'd say I'm not a big fan of political books. Yeah. But I told her this too many times as if it was the first time. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, you you told me. You told me." So, then ever afterward, you know, Yeah, and- they
1: pretend it's new information <laughs> or that you love them or it's just yeah. like- well, actually,
0: Carrie, I'm not a big fan
1: oh, of political oh, you don't books like in them. general. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Just
0: thought you should know that.
1: Okay. Yeah. This is the first time I'm getting this information, but I'll try to remember.
0: So we'd socialize, we'd made our friends, and then they had to sit around and they wanted to talk about what it means to be an arahata.
1: Oh, okay. And which we've
0: talked about before on the show. So an arahata is an ek teacher, someone who can share Ek with others. Mm -hmm. And I guess being an arahata comes with your second initiation.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I don't know, Carrie, have you had a second initiation?
1: Well, okay. So we all remember, of course, the buzzing bee incident. I
0: sure remember that.
1: I mean, that's not supposed to go along with your first initiation, but it's, it's on that list of sounds you might hear during your Hey, some
0: people's first initiations, they don't even remember.
1: Right. So, so you're maybe, doing well. Yeah, but I haven't. The first one's supposed to be the Mahanta visiting you at night. Right. Um, if he's done that, I haven't been aware of y-
0: it. You might call it a Mahunting.
1: <laughs> right. But, you will
0: be Mahaunted by three spirits, <laughs> by Sri Harold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Darwin Gross and uh, Paul, Paul Twitchell. Perfect. Um, and Fubi Kwan's. Oh, I wish. What was I saying? Oh, but I know what you're alluding to because I mentioned it last night. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you guys, last night I was sitting in my bed. Don't remember what I was doing, reading maybe. And I heard the sound of someone like lightly striking a bell, like a xylophone bell or Whoa. something like that. Like this very pretty blong. Kind of sound? Yeah. Uh, Sounds
0: immensely pleasant.
1: It was nice, but it was like 2 a.m. Mm. I, You know, my first thought was like, oh, weird. Someone's playing something like a bell or maybe a Tibetan singing bowl or something. And then I was like, really? It's 2 a.m. and I've heard nothing else. And then I started doing that thing where you're like, wait, did I actually hear that with my ears or did I... In my sort of sleepy state, hear it in my head, you know? And I like, right. And it didn't
0: have a locality to it. Like you could say, oh, it was behind that wall or it was the next door neighbor.
1: Initially, I think it might have felt placed in space, but now I'm not sure. I overthought it to the point that I was just like, I have no idea. Okay,
0: so we have a few options here. Carrie has a neighbor who (laughs) plays percussion instruments at 2 a.m. Yeah. Or Carrie has been visited by Sri Harold or some other emissary of mm-hmm. the causal plane or one of these other astral planes. Or Carrie just keeps hearing weird sounds that are entering her brain. Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe this stuff happens to us all the time, but you filter it out when you don't right. have a narrative to latch onto it. Yeah.
0: Uh, so there you go. There's your options.
1: I also will note that whenever you're talking to people who have been visited by aliens or by ghosts, etc., 90% of their stories will be, I was laying in bed mm-hmm. and blank happened because the edge right. of sleep is where a lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So I should throw out there. I was also tired and sitting in bed.
0: Right. And one of the uh, common phenomena of hypnagogia is is hearing a loud noise, Mm -hmm. you know, or a popping in your ear or something like that. Yeah. So if I had to choose, I'd go for the xylophone.
1: Interesting. I'm going to go with Sri Harold was visiting me in the middle of the night uh, as a bell. All right.
0: Wait, who's Isabel? (laughs) All right. So we're talking about arahadas. And at the time, I think maybe someone had said the phrase before, but I was scratching my head. Arahada. And some people sounded like they were saying arahada. And we were put into small groups. Of four or five, I think we had a group of six, and it was one of those situations where everyone kind of sits around and we're staring at each other. So, I, okay, I guess I need to organize this. All right, so <laughs> can anyone explain to me what is an arahata? Because I'm I'm hearing this term and I'm not sure what that is. So, the youngsters around me, because they were probably much closer to eighteen, they were saying it's sharing, it's uh, you know, being open with being an ekist and yeah, you know, the little platitudes like that. But <laughs> then I wanted to know so. How long have you all been in Ekinkar? How did you find it? Mm -hmm. And five of them said, Oh, well, my parents are Mm -hmm. Ekists, which is what I would expect. Yeah. And one guy said, Oh, no, that wasn't my situation. I said, Oh, interesting. Well, how did you find Ekinkar? He said, My mom has been in Ekinkar for 20 years. I think.
1: Okay. uh, But.
0: Yeah, he was saying, oh, but my parents didn't necessarily raise me that way. She seemed like a really good influence, and so I asked her at one point. I wanted to know, kind of, tell me more about this Eck thing. It's like... Okay,
1: <laughs> that's that's the same.
0: You are a second generation Agus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see why. It's like he wants to make the point, like that it wasn't pushed on him. But
0: uh-huh. yeah, but yeah. You know, Grasping at yeah, straws yeah. a little bit here. Uh, so then we were all called back uh, to share our stories from our communications, and really nobody had anything too profound to share because we'd all just been kind of forced to have these fairly superficial conversations about arahadas uh, and so then they shared a few more insights into how being an arahada is being an open channel for the ek to flow through it doesn't mean you know everything you radiate the ek everywhere you go you wow. you live by example just little insights like that mm-hmm. as people were sharing from their groups what they had said
1: it makes me wonder though like which of those things can i not do as a chela?
0: oh right interesting it's a good point i guess Maybe somehow as an arahata, you have a higher level of understanding. Yeah. And just reached that's, a different milestone.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I've interpreted it before. But that list makes me think, I don't know. Uh,
0: so th- there were two people who were kind of leading the discussion. And then at that point, they said, okay, well, now we're going to form into groups again. And I want you all to start working on these crafts. And they had put these big boxes in the middle with markers in them and like construction paper or something like that and I thought oh no okay well I I was just going to pop in here and see what was happening I don't think I want to get into this
1: into a craft
0: (laughs) into a craft activity exactly (laughs) I'm 36 So I started saying, "You know what?" I told my friend I would meet up with. I bet I better head out. Sorry, everybody. So I kind of made my very awkward goodbyes and uh, uh, edged my way out of there. And the gatekeepers who had made it so hard for me to get in—so hard—they said, "Oh, all right. Well, I guess that's okay then." Because uh, they made me explain why I was leaving as well. So I ran out of there as fast as I could and went and found you wandering on the street.
1: Oh, probably trying to find the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was the, the boy time. got
1: away from me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, we got back and uh, got to rest for a little bit before the rest of the night's activities. Oh, but they did give me this handout called Share Your Love Adventure. Embrace opportunities to serve. Give an Eck book to a friend. Invite someone to an Eck event. Invite someone to a Sound of Soul event. Someone's really trying to fill out a list Mm -hmm. here. Practice listening. Reach out to someone who needs help. Share your Eck story. Spontaneous acts of kindness or service. Teach a friend the Hugh song. So they okay. gave every one of us this little postcard in the meeting. And then on the back, it's got a list of days, days one through 14. And so you're supposed to write down every day how you have shared your love adventure. with others. So I thought this was interesting because others have pointed out to us and I've read this elsewhere that Eck is not into proselytizing. uh But I think very clearly the feeling of this meeting was we have... Not many young people, yeah. and we need to make more Eccas. This mm-hmm. is not going to survive into the next generation.
1: Yeah, I wonder if the no proselytizing thing is more like we're uncomfortable with it, but we'll make the young people do it just like we make them carry our groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it reminded me very much of many meetings as a young Christian where they encouraged us to share materials yeah. and talk to people. And it was always, oh, okay, yep. yeah, well, Jesus wants me to, so I really okay. should, but oh, this is awkward. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, a little awkward.
1: Huh? <laughs> Did your parents make you carry stuff?
0: Um Yes, essentially my parents split up when I was 10 Mm -hmm. and I became the man of the house after that.
1: Ah, right. And
0: my mom is completely helpless. She can't do anything. (laughs) I always call her like Dave Chappelle had the black white supremacist. Uh My mom is kind of like the female male chauvinist.
1: Oh, right. So
0: she would refuse to even attempt something. She would just say, I need a man to do this.
1: Oh boy. And
0: then I had to figure out how to do it or she would go ask our neighbor to do it, which was so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. So I learned to fix lots of things.
1: Okay. Well, my mom always made me carry her shopping bags and they were like as big as I was, but oh. I had to just carry them in both my arms.
0: And how are you on carrying shopping bags nowadays?
1: I don't find a child and make them carry it. So <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, I guess I carry them.
0: You know, one thing that I think really helped me in life is that I don't know how my mom did it, but she always, almost every day had some tangle of necklaces somehow she would take her necklaces at the end of the day and just like kind of smush them together (laughs) with her hands i don't know
1: that's probably it
0: (laughs) that's the only way i can explain what would result but she would have these fresh gordian knots almost every day that she would hand to me and say oh can you unplug this and now i figure like it must have been some object lesson or mr miyagi thing you know Uh but i would carefully patiently untangle these necklaces and every now and then i find myself in a situation where like oh i think that has come in handy that i i'm good at just patiently unraveling things okay so there you go if you ever have something tied up in a knot give it to me Uh,
1: noted well does that come in handy when evening tangles up things
0: absolutely yeah is she
1: a tangler upper uh, batting stuff. I picture cat's batting stuff. They a lot. do.
0: I mean, she's more of a rip and terror. Oh, you know. okay. Like, uh, did I ever tell you about the bird? Have you seen no. da Bir- it's this cat toy, and it's just this long metal. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, but it's got this feather thing attached to it and cats just go crazy for it right and evening chief amongst them so we'll buy one of these da birds and then she'll rip it off and like bite it to pieces after we get her to run around the room and then you tie it back together and she rips it up again and eventually you just can't tie it up anymore so you get a new da bird
1: well i mentioned this because oh no ross and carrie is actually brought to you in part by a cat product Did you know that?
0: Yes, and I'm excited about this. It's Arm & Hammer Cloud Control Cat Letter. Yeah. Yeah, and they call it Cloud Control... Because it doesn't uh, send up big plumes of junk in the air. Cat know, feces. Yeah, I don't know if you've dealt with this, but normally when you've got these clay-based cat litters, you pour it out, and all this, you know, <laughs> junk, yeah, flies out, or the cat yeah. uses it. Or you try to sift through it, and you've got all this dust in the air, clogging up your cat's lungs, clogging up your lungs,
1: making it—it's
0: st- terrible, stinky. That too.
1: Well, I don't have a cat. I have a dog.
0: But you love my cat, Evening I, Blotcher.
1: I like your cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. We're in a position now where I'm more enthusiastic about an animal than yeah, you are. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like your cat. You yeah. love your cat?
0: Yeah, I do love my yeah, cat, good, Yeah, good, good.
1: Come he, to think of it. Folks, he really looked off into space and thought about it and decided in the affirmative. Well, I mean, but it's a affirmative. cat.
0: Affirmative. <laughs> she's a beautiful kitty. and she, She's lovely. We definitely have our moments together.
1: What do you love about her?
0: Well, I do like when... She's in that mood where she just wants to be close and be scritched. The rest of the time, she's afraid I'm going to kill her.
1: Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a, all Classic. this time
0: I've spent taking care of her and buying her things just so I could kill her right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, especially early in the morning or late at night, she'll sidle up and, uh, you know, purr. more. Yeah, until she decides, oh, you're trying to kill me again. And then she runs away <laughs> all of a sudden. But for that moment, it's wonderful.
1: Well, it's easy to love that, but it's harder to love cleaning up evening's litter box, right?
0: Oh, man, you're telling me. And my son, Andrew, it's, that's his job. But yeah, that's why Arm Hammer created new cloud control litter. No cloud of nasties here. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping.
1: So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box.
0: New cloud control cat litter by Arm Hammer. More power to you.
1: And your cat. Well, speaking of cats, but returning to the X seminar, mm-hmm. one day I went into the bookstore at the X seminar. So there were two rooms of books that were for sale, and one was only Sri Herald Books which filled the larger room, and then one was <laughs> books by other people in a smaller room, and these included Paul Twitchell, no Darwin Gross, of course, a couple, a couple of women who have been high up in the ranks. Oh, okay. Yeah, just one or two, but they were, they were repped. And so I went to the Shri Harold room, and I bought a couple of things, including a picture of Shri Harold that's over there on my dresser. And then as I was checking out, this older woman was the volunteer who was uh, taking all the cash and taking all the cards so I put <laughs> yeah I've told you the story okay. you know this is now going. I realize
0: where you're going yes
1: so I put my card in the card reader and it's one of those uh, chip based ones so it's mm-hmm. like put in your card and then pretty immediately it's like take out your card right
0: yeah yeah so um, first it's like don't take out your card don't right. do it don't do it take it out now and take yep. it
1: yep so I put it in and she's like now watch it really close because it's gonna take, tell you to take it out really fast and it's like oh yeah I know these machines <laughs> what's uh, the hurry
0: Murray that's what I want to know
1: <laughs> and so I take it out and I'm like, God, it's like the cat of machines. It's like, pet me, pet me, pet me. No, 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 I hate you. Stop <laughs> it. She thought that was so funny. She <laughs> pulled the woman sitting next to her over and was like, Hey, hey, guess what she said? Okay, so so it's putting her, her, her transaction through it. She used one of the card reader machines and she said, it's <laughs> Can you believe that? She's like, Oh my God, I love that. Janine. <laughs> so we got, like, this I like how they wanted of, you to
0: stick around and witness her telling your yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then they'd like gesture to me and be like, She said, <laughs> Isn't that funny? And then there was just this collection of just like older women <laughs> circled. Around the credit card, you machine. brighten their
0: day. They're probably still saying that,
1: probably to this
0: day. Did they have a comedy club in New York, and did they invite you to fly out? And- they didn't
1: mention that, and that is what I was going for. Rude. I was trying to get as many invitations to comedy clubs in New York <laughs> as I could, but huh, just the one. You do what you can. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh, uh, I just wanted to add a quick correction from our last Ekincar episode. I was talking about my conversation with Joan and how she was telling the story of. Uh, someone she met in Eckenkar who had a memory of her and her family being beheaded by the Nazis. And I expressed uh, skepticism that that was something the Nazis did. But turns out over 16,000 people were actually executed by beheading by the Nazis. So out of the many ways to die at the hands of the Nazis, probably 99.8 plus percent were by other means. But it did happen. So there you have it. Now I know.
1: What else happened?
0: All right, so after that, we did get to rest for a bit and then headed back for the evening's entertainment.
1: Yes, which I think was called Main Program. Ooh. Yes, so from 7 to 7.30, there was a Hue, and we were like, we get it on the Hue. Hue
0: song. We came maybe eight minutes into the presentation, and so we got 20 minutes of Hue in. Oh, did we? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hue. Uh, Hue.
0: May the blessings be.
1: May the blessings be. So 7.45 p.m. was the main program, and this was in that big-ass room again.
0: You better believe it.
1: And there were metal detectors to get in there, right?
0: Yeah, they'd been busy putting up metal detectors. I think that's why they needed all that downtime. And I think that they were just getting ready for the big event for the next night, but we'll talk about
1: that. Oh, boy. You'll never guess who was there. (laughs) A celebrity.
0: It's Fuby Kwan's. (laughs) There was a lot of music going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Guy playing the piano. There were a bunch of handlers that evening, guys in suits. And we sat close enough to the front to where we could see, I don't know, the like front echelon of chairs was all guarded guarded might not be the right word but by these uh, volunteers wearing yellow sashes mm-hmm. like it was a beauty contest mm-hmm. or something right like,
1: or they had been named honorary mayor
0: <laughs> yeah I, I picture like mayor quimby now wearing yeah, one yeah. of these and so it would say uh, welcome and then on either side of the welcome you had the x symbol
1: made by mary something Remember we learned the name of the artist who made the X symbol?
0: Yeah, it wasn't Mary.
1: It wasn't Mary? Oh, man, I thought it was Mary something. Marilyn Hesch. Mary Holland. Oh, bugs me. I can't remember this. Misty Magpie. Melvin Marshcott.
0: Misty Magpie almost <laughs> sounded like a porn name. Yeah, you're almost.
1: right. Ma- Magenta McNamara. M- Mel Melvie Meltoast, Menton MacPoot, Polly Prescott, Magno Manjush
0: Chrissy Scissors.
1: <laughs> That's not it. Melanie Meyerpop, Man Manafort Melbach,
0: <laughs> Helen Barry. <laughs> you were so close so Mm. close
1: well i knew that
0: i could have really played that out (laughs) if i just
1: i can't even think i was gonna be like i knew that it had three syllables no (laughs) i knew that that started with an m no i don't have anything i knew that it was a name correct Mm -hmm. yeah
0: no you're right helen and a woman's name baird helen baird you got it (laughs) you got it
1: thank you yeah i remembered
0: uh, so yeah, you wait around. There's music. There's lovely quotes from the Mahanta. There's pretty images of lakes and stuff like that. That's you know we're at an Eck conference.
1: Yeah, you got to see those.
0: And so our host came up, a handsome man named Zem Audu. Nice. And that sounds like one of those made-up names that they give you when you become an Eck master.
1: Oh yeah, like maybe you,
0: you would he- meet Zem. I do in the, uh, you know, the spiritual realm or something. Uh,
1: he wasn't from another country? Or was he?
0: I don't know. He's from New York, but oh, maybe okay. he'd been from somewhere mm. else originally. He had a couple stories about being in Jamaica. Oh, okay. I don't know if he was originally from there or he just vacations in Jamaica. A snappy dresser as well.
1: Man, I wish I could picture this guy. He's totally left my memory.
0: I'm going to bring up a photo of him to show a you. A
1: photo? Whoa. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. That guy's uh, very handsome. I forgot about him.
0: Blue suit. Yeah, yeah. Good looking dude. And he's a professional musician. He kind of Mm -hmm. mentioned this from time to time. And had a great speaking voice, very charismatic character. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you could tell he knew he had a great speaking voice. He had a very funny way of introducing uh, the phone policy. He said, oh, we all have these amazing devices. They take great flash photos and they take these really cool videos and i'd like to invite you right now to do none of none those of that. things.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. You said, "But you can take photos, that's fine. Uh just, you know, let's not make a new sense of ourselves."
1: I do always appreciate at a wedding when people are like, "We have a wedding photographer. Please don't take a million pictures." Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: This summer, I will be officiating I think my 8th wedding.
1: Hey. And
0: it's actually Ian Kramer's brother, Sean Kramer,
1: ah, who's Sean getting Kramer. married.
0: Yeah, but at one of my previous uh, weddings, someone had put that in the script, like, yo, hey, uh, live in the moment, and yeah. you know, we'll let our photographers take care of this. It's like, oh, I like that.
1: I believe that was actually Jarrett and Sari's wedding.
0: Oh, were they the first? Okay, because I think, I think so. also at my friends uh, Travis and Michelle's wedding, okay. we said something like that. Anyways, uh, he also told us to take out any crying children.
1: So, mm. there we
0: go, distractions dispensed with, but it was time for a musical number, so they invited up a band,
1: uh yes, yes,
0: and uh, they had kind of like bluegrass type instruments, yeah, there were like some fiddles.
1: There was, yeah, violin slash fiddle, yeah.
0: And then, I don't know, maybe a cello and definitely a guitar. I'm pretty sure the lead singer was the same guy who had sung that song we played in a previous episode. Feel the rhythm of being, being you. you.
1: This poor... This guy, this guy can't match pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay, but... I feel like <laughs>
0: I feel like he'd found a fun and quirky way to just kind of make that part of the music slightly atonal.
1: Okay, I, yeah, I was
0: okay with it. Cool. You were irritated.
1: I just feel bad for him. <laughs> I I'm irritated. I just sort <laughs> you of felt feel the bad. pain for him. Yeah, kind of. You're up there. I mean, I guess there's that thing. It's obviously embarrassing when you know someone is embarrassed, and then it can also be embarrassing when you know someone's not embarrassed. Okay, but like should be maybe should be. Yeah, like yeah. There's that feeling. You get it a lot when you watch American Idol. You know where someone's ah. like. God, this is amazing. Oh, and you yeah. See everyone else in the room, like, oh, man.
0: Which is, That's I it guess felt. it's part of the appeal of American Idol, isn't it? Sure. People like to watch this.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: It hit me at one point that there are, as far as I know, no famous Ekists. Yeah. You have famous Scientologists,
1: famous Mormons. Yeah. Ken Jennings.
0: Unless there's someone I'm missing. I don't think there's any household names who are Ekists.
1: Yeah, I think then we looked up the Wikipedia to find some people and at least didn't find them there, which I would imagine Ekists would be eager to add if Mm -hmm. they had anybody.
0: But they're all about artistic and musical expression, though. Yeah. And so they have a lot of musicians Mm -hmm. that they kept bringing up. But yeah, it seems like Zem was one of their... Bigger names, and we'd never heard of him before.
1: This is definitely like Scientology in that way, where we're going to focus on the artists, so that in case anybody gets super successful, we're attached to your rocket already.
0: Yeah, like please, one of you <laughs> get well known. Yeah, be the next sixpence, none the richer. Or right, right, whatever, maybe four X. Exactly, the next MXPX.
1: Oh or, yeah, or
0: P.O.D. I'm trying to think of all the. Yeah,
1: he's a chick magnet. If you know Crypto, what I mean.
0: crypto Christian bands.
1: Collective Soul. You too. Collective Soul. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just remember being really into telling people that in high school. Like, did oh, you know, know they're actually a Christian, they're actually a Christian man. man. Yeah, no big deal. But
0: Switchfoot, though they didn't really have much uh, crossover mm. appeal, did they? Anyways, and then we had our. Speakers come up. The first was Coral Campagnoni, and uh, she was wearing like a long orange and pink dress that was kind of cool, had very long sleeves.
1: Mm -hmm. Good move if you're named Coral to have a coral colored dress. I like it.
0: A fuchsia dress, I wrote uh, with long orange sleeves. Okay. But, it's
1: fine. I mean, you know, I
0: think coral's fair. There's plenty of coral that color.
1: Oh, oh, interesting. You know, I think of coral as associated with that particular area, orangish pink.
0: We can make hue. this work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coral, if you're listening, we got you.
0: So she was telling the story of how it, it was a very typical X story. The Holy Spirit had answered. A question, but it took her 14 years to recognize that. And it was this like kind of vague booking story oh, about no. how, you know, I needed a door opened and I, yeah, I finally realized that's what the spirit has been trying to tell me. Great. That's y- good.
1: Yeah. You let enough time pass and you can turn anything into the story you want.
0: Then she had the story about running into a couple of old friends right after Right after she'd had some realization, I don't know, she felt the universe was kind of aligning to tell her something, clearly. Her most actual impressive story was that she had borrowed a poetry book from someone, and she was about to leave town. Yeah. And she was thinking, oh, no, I'm never going to be able to give it back to them. Well, I'm just going to keep it on my person just in case. And then guess what?
1: She ran into them in town.
0: Yeah. But this was like a city of millions of people, Carrie. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: What are the chances? In town. It was someone she was staying with, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, they probably told you five or six things to do in town, and um, there were the five or six things they're into, and you found each other at a She leaves show. out the part
0: where they met at the same restaurant yeah. they'd been to before. Yeah. That's
1: my guess. But, you know, maybe it was at the New York Public Library. I don't know.
0: Okay, this was another cool story. She had gone to Germany and was, like, at a farm, and she found this German woman who had a shelf of Eckenkar books.
1: Yeah, that she was learning English out of.
0: Yeah. So she said, oh, are you an Eckist? And the woman said, oh, no, I just, I found these books available. And I thought, oh, I'll use them to learn English.
1: Yeah, I can see why that would make you feel like your faith was reinstated right there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a cool story. Yeah. But also,
0: what a weird set of books to get that's like you oh, know, totally. trying to learn German and ending up with the translated works of L. Ron Hubbard right, or something.
1: Dianetics, it wouldn't be great. But yeah, the Eck is like a fairly small movement. If I saw that yeah. somewhere, even as a...
0: I'm counting that as a solid coincidence, yeah, or a, yeah. a strong coincidence.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even as just a baby Eckist, I'd be excited.
0: And she had a quote that she really loved. Those who follow Ekankar are never alone, which okay. reminds me of that a second bird story I got earlier.
1: Oh, right. So,
0: you know, if you're worried about being alone, a lot of people are. There's uh-huh. Ekankar.
1: Yeah. There's other
0: things too. <laughs> <laughs> like a book club. A club. club. Yeah. Uh,
1: going to the movies. A r-
0: running group.
1: But yeah, she means because the Mahansa's with you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's
0: right. He's always present with every Ekist. That, right, That was exactly the message there. Very good, Carrie. Very <laughs> good.
1: Is he with everybody or just with Eckists?
0: Oh, I'm guessing just Eckists.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it?
0: you got to earn his companionship.
1: So, yeah, because I guess like the first initiation is the first time he visits you.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because with Jesus, the implication is he's always with you. Right. He's always watching, even when you're in the bathroom.
1: Right, and it's just whether you're going to sort of engage that. Is the question. It's Mm up to you.
0: Right. Right. This kind of goes the other way. He stands at the door and knocks.
1: Right. Right. And you look through the peephole and you're like, who who is it?
0: I do remember being in the bathroom sometimes saying like, so does he kind of like look away?
1: Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think I told you this recently, but one of my best friends when I was a kid, she was the first person to tell me the analogy that we're all part of Jesus's body.
0: Oh, yeah. And she was
1: telling me this, and I was like, what? No, we're not. And she's like, yeah, and you don't know. You might be the wiener. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, you were telling me this story as we were driving around Texas, and mm-hmm. I was so tempted to make some crack about, oh, that means someone gets to be the penis. Oh, right. And uh, no, your friend beat me to it.
1: Yep, yep. Linda Eliason. I hope she's listening.
0: Well done, Linda. Yeah. Well
1: done. She knew. You're you on top of might be it. the wiener. by accident. Realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was
0: complicit in helping the scientist. So then Zem Audu returned and he was telling us about a new audiobook version of the Mahanta's Autobiography of a Modern Prophet.
1: Ah, right. Not at all like Autobiography of a Yogi.
0: Oh, weird. Yeah, I wouldn't have made that connection at all. They sound Hmm. so different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the other book by Paramahansa Yogananda has sold many more copies.
1: Mm, Interesting.
0: That that was a big announcement. Also, guess what? We've got a brand new book from Sri Herald called Ek Wisdom on Soul Travel.
1: Oh, Brand new
0: at this conference. Okay. Now's your chance.
1: (sighs) But Harold's writing is so I mean it's very straightforward which I appreciate. Okay. But yeah, sometimes like I feel like they're really grabbing for something quotable and that's just not the way he writes. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's it's like talking to your friend who's like really practically wise. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're not going to say something that you're like, I got to write that down.
0: Oh yeah. You know? And yet, they seem to write they everything write he down. says down. <laughs> down. They
1: do. It's like Shri Harold says Live happily and you won't be sad I'm like Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, That's not wrong.
0: (laughs) Right. And just as often as not, the quote from Sri Harold will be a solid block of a paragraph. Uh, Yeah, where he just kind of slowly wends his way towards a point.
1: Right. Uh, Kind of thinking out loud.
0: Yeah. 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 But they seem to revel in his thought process. Yeah. So our next speaker was Carl. (laughs) He's from the tech department.
1: Okay. Nice.
0: And he wanted to talk about. That new book and how Soul Travel got him started with Eckankar in college. He had his story about again. Everyone's practiced their X stories; they know mm-hmm. how to share a spiritual message. Well, he had read a student in the newsletter talking about visiting different levels of heaven and recommending Eckankar, and he said years later he went back and he read through like every edition of that newsletter from the years he was there. He couldn't find that poem.
1: Oh. Oh, this is proof.
0: Yeah, which is interesting. So he's just showing that his memory is faulty. He must have heard about it somewhere else, but he remembers reading it in the newsletter.
1: Or there was some other newsletter that wasn't the official one or what. Right, but- This place produces such voluminous literature as well. (laughs) This
0: is such an amazing moment for him. Like, wow, it must have come to me spiritually somehow.
1: Right, wow, okay.
0: Then he talked about this one time where he- met the dream master. So he was in a dream. The master was at a desk chewing gum. So mm. I guess picture Sri Harold chewing gum. Chewing
1: gum, okay. You know, he's got I a good know. sense
0: of humor. And he was a real nice guy. They shook hands. And then Sri Harold handed him the gum out of his mouth. Okay. Strange. So that he really wanted to keep it, and I think he knew he was in a dream, and he was upset, oh, I really want to keep this piece of gum. And he looked down at it, and he saw the impression of a molar on one side, mm. but an X symbol on the other.
1: <gasps> Very cool. So
0: spiritual Sri Herald has one tooth with the impression of the X symbol.
1: Yeah, by by Helen Baird.
0: A, a huh. hero to all. And that's all you need to know about Ek Wisdom on Soul Travel. Buy the book now.
1: You know what I just realized? What
0: did you just realize?
1: Imagine all the people who have sex dreams about the Mahanta, and then how do they interpret it? Do oh. they go to him and talk to him?
0: Yeah, what does that mean? Because yeah. it's got to happen. It
1: has to happen, especially <laughs> with all that hero worship stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I want to get to the bottom those. of this. Yeah.
0: If you listening have had a sex dream with Sri Harold, let us know <laughs> you about it.
1: know about it. But especially if you told him or another Ekist. Or if you're not even an Echis, but you just think he's hot. I feel Natalie, like, is that you? Is it you? I know it is. With oh. the picture
0: of him next to your bed, I feel like you're primed to I'm have this dream. I'm
1: trying to dream about Tree Harold. <laughs> I see him like right before I go to bed, yeah, and I look at him, and I'm like, ah, yeah, come on.
0: You're doing the right thing.
1: And- Nothing. Nothing.
0: Come into my dreams, buddy.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think I need to think about him more or watch videos of them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right before you go to bed. Yeah. Yep, this is a good plan.
0: They encouraged us at this point to stop by a desk they were gonna have set up the next day where you could tell your stories, your X stories. So this seems to be the currency in which they trade.
1: Yeah.
0: X stories. So Yeah, totally. We'll have people there. They'll capture your story. Do it.
1: Tell your story. Yeah, I just keep thinking, like, man, how much faith rests on this sort of passing the potato of telling your testimony.
0: Yeah, which is important in a lot of the religions we've looked into. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it's just the the main show here. Yeah. So next, there was a lovely family that came up from Ghana.
1: Oh, yeah, these people were super sweet.
0: Yeah, and the father did most of the talking. He had... A whole story about uh, how he wanted a larger house, and he asked the Mahanta. And guess what? A few years later, after lots of hard work and planning,
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) they
0: moved into a larger house.
1: Look at that! Thank you, Mahanta. (laughs)
0: It's like uh, I got a cold, and I, you know, drank this potion, and four days later, I got over my cold.
1: Right. Right. Cool. Yeah, but you know, who knows? Maybe the Mahanta helped.
0: And then he had this whole story about how the former manager of his previous house said, well, you still owe me some work. You need to do this for me. And that guy was wrong. He didn't owe him anything. But you know what? He talked to the Mahanta and he realized, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Okay. And so the way he interpreted this, he was working off karmic debt from a previous life.
1: Oh, OK.
0: So, you know, he was kind of happy to do this. And then the former landlord was so impressed by this that he then returned a favor. I don't think we were given the exact favor, but good was returned upon him for having okay. done this selfless act. So there you go.
1: Great. Yeah, I don't know that you need the Mahanta to interpret that story, but it's a nice story.
0: So then they gave the microphone to one of the young sons, and so he was telling the story about And these are
1: like little, little kids. Yeah.
0: I I can't remember exactly, but he was maybe five or something like that, maybe at the oldest, eight. Uh, But he was telling the story about his younger brother destroying one of his toys, and he Mm -hmm. got so mad about this.
1: And these are very, very memorized stories from the adults and the kids, but it's super Mm -hmm. evident with the kids. Oh, totally. They're like, I was very upset. And I turned to my father. Father, I said. You know, <laughs> it's just like unnatural And my father writing. taught me
0: to say the hue, and that helps me feel better when I'm upset.
1: And everyone goes, Oh Because it's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And we clap at everything. And if he does something just slightly wrong, we titter a little bit. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Because, yeah. yeah, you always had like the one boy just kind of looking off into oh, space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stealing the scene and like the mom's busy talking and she doesn't realize that he's busy picking his nose or whatever and she's wondering why is everyone laughing this is not the funny part of my story right
1: right (laughs) the funny part is the bird
0: but it was her time next and she was talking about spending more time with her family and how the mahanta helped her do that Mm -hmm. and then the youngest son also spoke, and it was even more kind of like, you know, I had two sentences to memorize, and here they are. But he said it's his job to organize the regular family, hue,
1: mm, So, like, he gets nice. to call everybody,
0: okay, it's time for our hue.
1: Okay. Yeah. hue granted.
0: Well done. Our next speaker was Michael Guthrie from California on creating a life of greater happiness. And he talks about how helpful humor is. And he had a story about being on a plane, and there was a lot of turbulence, and everyone was kind of freaking out, but he just started telling jokes, just that, hey. little jokes he could think of to the guy sitting next to him. Aww. And then that guy would tell the joke back, and after the turbulence was all done and it, and normalcy had returned, a woman turned around and said, oh, hearing you guys, that really helped me. Thank oh, you so much.
1: Yeah. That's nice. That's a
0: sweet story. That's uh, a very human story. <laughs> yes. Which what I often think of when... I don't know. I'll, I'll hear Christians that when I go to church still, you know, like the stock and trade is always wonderful stories about people helping each other mm-hmm. out. And I'll think it's just a human story mm-hmm. about people relating to other people. Mm-hmm. And you can take everything else out of the equation. And here, like he wasn't even making that direct connection other than saying that humor is kind of a spiritual principle.
1: And I know that from my roundtable.
0: Oh yes, yes, that's right. You're kind humor of an good. you're kind of an expert on act ec- humor.
1: H- yes, exactly. Humor, good, sad, bad.
0: That's not what the movie Inside Out taught me.
1: You're right. You're right. I almost bought a sad plush doll the other day. Oh yeah, I, um, impulse bought it, and I was like, <laughs> you know, let's, let's pull back,
0: <laughs> see if I still want that in a week.
1: Right, right. Well, now that we're saying it, I kind of do. But anyway,
0: <laughs> the voice actor. Behind sadness was great, but I was thinking how great uh, Jude would have done. The woman who played sadness had a similar voice to Jude's.
1: It's uh, we're uh,
0: talking about Jude Shelton,
1: right? Our friend and a wonderful stand up. The woman who did the voice of sadness is the woman who was the voice of Phyllis on the office, right? Yes, okay. But cool. I kept
0: thinking, oh, now I want it to be Jude.
1: Ah, Jude's great, and she listens to the show. Hi, Jude. Hi, Jude. Hey, Jude. Oh, yeah, I was
0: just curious because they were talking about his books, and uh, I wanted to see how many Sri Harold had written. So I pulled up Amazon, and it was like this endless list.
1: Yeah, of so books. many because Why? it's like an LRH situation where everybody's just like hanging on his every word and writing it down and calling that a book.
0: And like those are the only books that you can really read and talk about to your fellow eccists, I guess.
1: Right? I no. mean, there's a couple Twitchels that people like, but.
0: But no one's saying. Did you read Moby Dick lately?
1: Right. Oh, right. Yes, indeed, indeed. Get to those when you're done with all this this holy material.
0: Oh, here's a new one. Just came out. Better go buy it and read it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would love to know. Just like have a floating number above each person there of how many tree oh, Herald yeah. books they've read.
1: Oh, very Black Mirror. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, have you not watched Black Mirror? You uh, some it. episodes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, great show. But yeah. it disturbs Kara immensely. So oh, sure. If I can't watch a TV show with Kara, there's very little time in my life to watch it.
1: Oh, fair.
0: Though that's one I can watch with Andrew. Anyways, next up was Mick Lunzer. And he was talking about travel and God worlds. And he mentioned being a questioning kid in Catholic Sunday school. But Eckankar finally gave him all the answers he'd been looking for. Okay, and he found soul travel. Seems like soul travel is kind of the theme of the night. Yeah, maybe because of the new book.
1: If Eck got me to soul travel, uh, I would say for a while.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point. After we tried all of that stuff with the International Academy of Consciousness, mm-hmm. if that was a shortcut to soul travel,
1: yeah, 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 that's yeah. worth the investment. Totally.
0: Uh, he had a nice piece of wisdom here. Fill your heart with Hugh study, and you're good to go.
1: <laughs> See, I get okay, great.
0: What is Hugh study? Is that just
1: um, chanting the hue. You watch Notting Hill. <laughs> okay. Um. About yeah. a boy. Yeah, about a boy. About a boy is good. Yeah, I assume Hugh Study is just chanting Hugh and thinking C- about it.
0: Cool. Oh wait, was, was this our juggler guy? Yeah. Okay. He decided to illustrate the planes of soul with juggling.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> and so. Uh, This is so
1: Sunday school. I'm going to force this analogy into this thing I can already do.
0: Sure. But hey, I I was having fun.
1: (laughs) Sure. Someone's (laughs) juggling for you. (laughs) Right.
0: So he juggled a green ball with a bunch of white balls. And he said, well, if you pay attention to the green ball, you miss the action of the white balls. Yep. And that is just like focusing on the physical plane. All right. You miss all of the spiritual import going around you.
1: He's not wrong. He's, well, he's mostly not wrong.
0: And then he juggled uh, the green and magenta balls in one hand and that demonstrated life cycles. We come back over and over again just Mm -hmm. like these balls are moving Mm -hmm. in my hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're all right. You're right. This is a stretch. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Then he had another juggling demonstration where the orange ball was the causal plane. The blue was I think the mental plane. uh, Maybe the body plane. I don't know. I was getting confused. However many he had, the message here was that the living Eckmaster has Evolved to a place where he's aware of all bodies at once. For him, a mere wow. juggler, it's hard to manage all these balls. Yeah. But the Eckmaster that's why he's so cool, Sri Harold. Yeah. And that he's aware of all this. Yeah. Know.
1: So does Sri Harold know where you are at all times? I guess so. Yeah. I mean He
0: knows where you yeah, are of course. on all planes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Amazing. And huh. he never has to prove it at all.
1: Yeah, I know. Just to ask him, like, so I went on vacation last week. You tell me where to.
0: It's good to be the Mahanta. Yeah, no one no one calls him on these things. Right. Because that would be rude, I guess. I yeah, don't know. and
1: probably a little bit of fear of what would happen. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that he won't know where you were.
1: Yep. And or or what, what you did
0: happens. last summer. Right. Um, or
1: he'll... Like shame you in some way Not that I expected Of Harold from his personality But what would you do In that situation I think
0: Yeah he would find I'm guessing some way That will end with Both of you chuckling
1: Yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) Oh yeah (laughs) Right uh, but you really didn't answer my question. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess uh, that's the answer you've chosen to give me. Okay. Right. I feel like that's how that would go. Everyone would feel more awkward for having had the conversation. But he was a funny guy. He was, uh, he was playing this well. Uh, he was asking what is a decent question and always comes up in religion, which is why if there is this kind of perfect plane that we're all trying to attain that we're eventually going to end up in after all of this life and learning and refreshing of the cycle, why not just go straight? Right go there. there
1: now. Kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why go through all this? Well, because we need training.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really hard thing to explain. Even if you're secular, it's kind of hard to ask yourself questions like, is it wrong to kill someone who's unconscious? Oh, Yeah. I mean, I think it is wrong, but when I ask myself, why is it wrong? It gets very complicated. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend, Craig, I remember him saying like, oh, I would think it was totally ethical for a doctor to kill me uh, under general anesthesia because there's no me there. Wow. Yeah. So when he went but in But there's for- the
0: potential you coming back.
1: But that's like what- anti abortionist side.
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 Right? It's a it, yeah, potential human.
1: Right. So it gets very complicated. I mean, yeah. obviously it's it would be wrong to kill Kara because she has loved ones, right? Etc. But yeah. okay, so then if the person doesn't have loved ones, is that okay? You can really go down quite a train with this line of questionings. Please yeah. don't send me a bunch of emails about why it's wrong. I know it's wrong.
0: You're gonna get so many emails anyway. That's <laughs> uh, uh, Carrie Poppy, yes. <laughs> <Twitter>. No, no. <laughs> So, yeah, the, we were just taught that the, the lower worlds that we live in now provide experience. Okay. okay. And uh, that was it for the evening's entertainment, which was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, good times. I
1: mean, you won't go wrong at an next seminar. You, you could know? do worse. You could do worse. You're going to have a pleasant weekend. You're going to hear a lot of music. It's going to be up and down in quality, but it's all going to be heartfelt.
0: Indeed. Uh, Yeah, so we we went off for dinner, but we did come back because they had a fun special extra event that night.
1: Extra event. Oh, yeah, we went off for Chipotle. When will Chipotle sponsor this show? How much do we have to talk about sofritas?
0: Well, they're getting all this free advertising. Uh,
1: Come on, Chipotle. (laughs)
0: Yeah, sofritas is a wonderful meat replacement.
1: They're so good.
0: Those tacos. Here's what you want, tacos. you guys.
1: It's the hidden gem of Chipotle. Hard
0: shell tacos. Hard
1: shell tacos with sofritas.
0: Carrie told me about this, and I actually, I just went there today oh, and had lunch.
1: So good, right? It's good. You get, get those sofritas. Good. If you're willing to pay a little extra, get the guacamole on top. It's just it's oh, so good. They
0: gave me guacamole for no reason today. It was just in the bag when I went to pick up my order.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
0: So, the uh, final event of the evening was from 9.30 to 11 p.m., the Eck Dance.
1: Yes, the Eck Dance. Boy, I, I was so full. I, I don't was, know why I ate so much before a dance. Carrie
0: was full. I was still super tired. Everything we've told you about at this conference so far has like, been me on three or four hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. But I can't miss an Eck Dance. I didn't feel like dancing. But mm-hmm. I thought, I need to be there.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I got to dance at least a little.
1: You gotta do it, and you did. You yeah. danced a bit. I got a video of it. It's uh-huh. very fun. Um, doing the
0: shake, 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 so all, no, Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all that the part time. Of it.
1: Okay, so if anybody else has been on a princess cruise, and I've been on two,
0: I have not, but I believe it.
1: <laughs> well, that is the vibe of an Ek dance. And
0: you called it. You said, okay, here's what I'm picturing. Yeah. We're going to get in there. There's going to be a lot of older white people, awkwardly. Shuffling from
1: one side to the other. Shift your weight, shift your weight, shift your weight, shift, shift your it weight.
0: all the time. Yeah. <laughs> shift, shift, shift.
1: Um, This isn't a bad thing. But yeah, they have a specific demographic and you have to have that sort of like, music would be appropriate at a wedding because every generation Mm -hmm. is fine with it. You know, a lot of that. and Your your
0: chicken dance kind of fair.
1: Yes, totally. (laughs) And and your YMCA's.
0: Yes, that's right. Things we can all agree upon. Then people... Standing on the periphery, gently nodding their heads, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of shaking their bodies while they eat their cake.
1: Yeah, we're both bobbing from side to side as we describe this.
0: And it was precisely the mental image I had after you made your prediction. (laughs) That is what we experienced. But yeah, I got in a nice conga line and uh, Carrie got a video of it.
1: I won't say any more. You'll just have to see it on the Internet.
0: I know we owe you all a lot of videos. We'll get those videos out there. Yeah. Hang tight. Speaking of dancing, when you dance, you want to have comfortable shoes?
1: You want to have comfortable shoes, but you also want to be stylish because you're out there among your friends and family.
0: But what if you're environmentally conscious and you want to also be sustainable?
1: You know what, Ross? I have the perfect thing for you. Do you know about Rothy's?
0: Oh, I've heard of them.
1: Okay, so it's a shoe company, and they actually, in part, sponsored this episode.
0: Oh, and aren't they stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere?
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly what they are. Okay. I mean, like, if they were to write a description of themselves, I feel like that's what they'd say.
0: Now, I I will say they are typically for women and girls, Mm -hmm. but uh, my own woman in my life, Cara Blotcher, she has a pair of Rothy's shoes and she loves them.
1: And whatever your gender, if you want to wear these shoes, wear these shoes. Oh,
0: yeah. We're not going to stop you from wearing these shoes. Uh, We're just going to tell you they look good.
1: Yeah. And they are made out of recycled plastic water bottles. So cool. Yeah.
0: And I know what you're thinking. Wait, wait, what? That's not what you put on your feet? Well, guess what?
1: Now it is.
0: Yeah. Rothy's has found an amazing way to uh, create them as a soft comfortable shoe
1: the one i have is a cool flat slip-on very soft very pliable but at the same time it's like a strong material like you're not going to rip it open or anything yeah yeah yeah,
0: no very cool use of the material and a way to get it back into a consumer product so rothy's are the everyday flats for life on the go they come in a wide range of colors and patterns
1: playful designs add fun pops of color to every outfit while still looking polished and professional
0: Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risks, no worries.
1: And they're fully machine washable.
0: So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash ono.
1: Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com ono, O-H-N-O, to get your new favorite flats.
0: Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for.
1: Head to rothies.com/ slash oh no today. And while you are trying to find stylish things to put on your person, okay. why not get a Gaysper pin?
0: Oh, yeah. Gaysper is the LGBT community's newest companion. Gaysper is a symbol of the resilience, love, and community of LGBTIQAP plus people worldwide.
1: Gaysper pins started in April, and they want to share the love of Gaysper with everyone.
0: With high-quality enamel pins, Gaysper Pins has created a charming image of Gaysper for all to wear.
1: And now, help Gaysper Pins grow. Not only can you buy the original Gaysper pin, but help lovable pins of all identities become a reality by supporting their Indiegogo campaign.
0: So like them at Gaysper Pins, that's G-A-Y-S-P-E-R-P-I-N-S, on Facebook. Visit them online at gaysper.lgbt and contribute today to their Indiegogo campaign at
1: igg.me slash at slash gaysper g-a-y-s-p-e-r and gaysper, by the way, is a cute little ghost in LGBT plus colors. Yeah,
0: so yeah, it's like the Casper fun. the Friendly Ghost, but this is gaysper
1: yeah. the friendly ghost. Do you get it? Do you get it? I get it. It's good. Anyway, back to the show.
0: So we returned to the Airbnb late that night. We're tired. We've been dancing. We've mm-hmm. been eating lots of food. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We should probably be reading some of our ek literature.
1: So we said, okay, let's just set aside an hour. We'll each read the ek literature we're working on. And then we'll call it a night.
0: Do you remember what you were reading?
1: I think I was reading, oh shoot, what's it called? Paul Twitchell's original writing about walking around with Fubiquants. Oh, wow. I forget what it's called. But it's it's short. It's a good, like, 50 pages. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I picked up my copy of The Easy Way Discourses. Yes. By Harold Clamp, And this is the book they send you to get started in Eckankar. Comes with your welcome packet. So I'm reading through, and they're, they're warning you, you know, don't read it all right away. You're supposed to read this one chunk at a time and mm-hmm. make this an interactive process. So I'm underlining stuff. I'm leaving notes. There's little... Places where you write in responses to things, and there's prompts. Oh, here's a lovely picture of Harold.
1: Yes. To be uh-huh. in
0: your dreams.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, come on, Harold. Look I'm at, looking at you. Look
0: at that dreamboat with his pursed lips.
1: Man, he's, he has the most boring presence.
0: <laughs> so, you know, i got to say, there's some interesting things in here we may cover later, but, <laughs> so I'm reading. and
1: <laughs> We know what's coming right now.
0: Yeah, so I'm in uh, chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> and Harold has a lesson about uh, turning points and how uh. you know, life is a series of turning points. Sure. I guess here's where I'll do my unpracticed Sri Harold again. <clears throat> we are sometimes like a railroad car that is part of a train going in a direction we do not wish to go. This train can be our religion. Eventually, this train we belong to comes to a railroad yard And we find ourselves at a turning point in life. In the roundhouse, an engineer puts us in a stall on a massive turntable which rotates until we are headed in a new direction. and
1: Okay, not even a helpful analogy, really, but...
0: Sure, sometimes you're you're stuck in a train, and sometimes you just need your car to be added to a different train going in a different direction, and they do that at the turntable. Okay. And so after this paragraph on page 17, apparently it's really important to illustrate what a train (laughs) on a turntable looks like. And as I'm taking notes in my book... (laughs) I write, ooh, that's a bad illustration.
1: (laughs) So it is a hand drawing of two people turning a train around. And it is like someone did this for Pictionary. It's so <laughs> quick and so basic. And
0: I, out of proportion and lacking in in, in all signs talent. of artistic ability. And
1: uh, I, listen, I am not an artiste, and I would be proud of myself if I did this for <laughs> Pictionary. Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But- in a should published this
1: make book. It
0: in a book? <laughs> no. no, it should not. It's, so I start t- laughing. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm over in the corner laughing. And Carrie's like, oh, what's going on? What
1: is it? And so he brings it over and shows it to me. And we both just start cracking up.
0: Oh, it was one of the best laughs we'd had <laughs> in ages.
1: I took video of it's- us both laughing because we couldn't stop. And
0: we're just trying to picture how... How did this come about? What was the situation?
1: Uh, that was a good night.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just throughout the night occasionally it would hit me.
1: <laughs> the train illustration its so bad. <laughs> I think down here somewhere you wrote, like, I'm still laughing at that.
0: Oh, yeah. It said, take a moment to look back on your own life. Ask the Mahanta, the inner teacher, to show you one of your turning points, a time when an invisible force took control of events and sent you more in the direction of Ek. You can write about it here. So I said, I don't know. I'm still hung up on that illustration. <laughs> uh, my journey away from Christianity was certainly a turning point. So was starting a podcast about belief. Oh, that yeah. definitely turned me toward Eck.
1: There you, there you go. That's yeah. not not true.
0: Actually, I don't remember writing that, but that's a, not a bad response. Yeah. when I was still busy crying through tears. <laughs> oh, this illustration. You've got to see it. It's amazing. We'll it's, put it on Facebook. It's and, truly very bad. And Twitter. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> couldn't, i maybe couldn't do it but yep. it's still very but
0: bad carrie was also pointing out how you know they showed these people not at all to scale on either side of this train <laughs> holding on to it and like, oh but good.
1: still gave them smiles and little dots for eyes
0: yeah so they've got these tiny little heads but someone went <laughs> in with like a, a 0.02 pen just to put in like oh they need to have like a little indication of a mouth and two eyes and like the front of the train is breaking all rules of perspective and mm-hmm. like steel and it is somehow <laughs> rotated towards us
1: 9-11 truth oh <laughs> it's you can't so melt bad. steel that way
0: <laughs> it's so bad
1: <sighs> uh, well that's it for our show
0: our theme music is by brian keith dalton
1: this episode was edited by victor figueroa Welcome back, Victor. We needed you.
0: Yes. Yes, we did. Our administrative manager, Ian Kramer.
1: You can support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash donate.
0: And why wouldn't you? Hello? wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to hear more of these investigations? Exactly. Don't you want to make it possible for us to
1: do this? I would think you would.
0: You can also tell your friends about it on all of the social media sites mm-hmm. uh, when one of your friends says, hey, I'm going on a long trip. I've got to drive six hours. What should I listen to? Tell them to listen to oh no, oh, no Ross and, Ross and Care, Carrie, and then recommend the your favorite series uh, that that we've done or uh, your your favorite episode. You can also review us on iTunes. Leave mm-hmm. a positive review with five stars that says owl 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 <laughs> owl. One owl for each star.
1: There you go. And you can follow us on Twitter at Ono Podcast or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C.
0: And remember, we shot a video of ourselves just trying to figure out the backstory of how this illustration came to be in this book.
1: <laughs> and we were cracking up. Okay, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, this <is> <laughs> Telling Ross, via this book, some analogy that involved turning a train around?
0: (laughs) Can anyone here draw a train? Anybody? Nobody? Joan, please draw a train.
1: (laughs) I don't even know how to draw a person. (laughs) No, it's you. And you need to give them faces.
0: (laughs) The book's going to print. We need an illustration right now. But even I think it sucks. Well it's good enough. So you want to understand what's going on in the world.
1: But trying to keep up with the news can be such a headache.
0: With clickbait headlines, TV news acting like there's always two equal sides to every story.
1: And never enough talk about the various McDonald Playland characters.
0: Okay, in my defense though, when I brought that up, we learned a lot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brent Black. I'm Courtney Enlow. And I'm Travis McElroy. With Trends Like These. Real-life friends talking internet trends. We debunk misleading headlines from the top trending news. We always throw in at least one positive story.
1: But we call out bullshit when we see it.
0: Join us each week on MaximumFun.org.
1: Because with trends like these... Who needs
0: any memes? Uh? (laughs) Ah? (laughs) Ah? Yeah, that was great.
1: MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. artist owned. Audience supported.